Welcome to the Freedom House Church Weekend Message. Today, you'll be hearing an exciting message from a communicator on our teaching team. Whether you're just waking up, on your way to work, or going for a relaxing evening walk, we know this message will equip you to experience Christ's freedom today and every day. So enjoy. Hello, Freedom House. It is great to be here with you guys today. Uh, My name is Olin Carter, and I get to serve here on our teaching team. We have an amazing team of communicators. I know sometimes it's hard to keep us all apart. I always like to remind people, if it's hard to tell us apart, I'm the good-looking one. And that's an easy way. Wow. Really? All right, y'all. Come on. You got to help me today. So my name is Olin Carter. Let's start over. Uh, I, I serve here on our teaching team, and something unique about our church, it's, it's unique in the vision of our pastors, is we are one house with many different rooms. So we have campuses across the city, but we have a live communicator bringing the Word of God at each and every campus, each and every service. Give it up for our senior pastors. Give them some honor for that. I just love that because without their vision, I wouldn't be here. So. Um, I love them so much for that. And I do want to welcome those that are joining us online today. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to uh, worship with us. We're so glad you're here. And we have people joining us right now in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Louisiana, Georgia, Maryland, and Illinois. So you guys give it up for our online campus. Welcome them today as well. We're so happy that you guys are with us. And before I jump into the message today, you guys saw a quick uh, promo for Pastor Troy's new book, that's coming out. Our pastor is now an author. How awesome is that? Called The Panic Room. And so if you guys don't, you should check out Real Talk with Pastor Troy RT with PT. It's a, it's a YouTube channel. You can go there. This past Friday, we did an interview with PT talking about the book so you can learn all about it, what's going to be in the book. And I'm excited about it. There's going to be a study guide. So I think you can already pre-order it. You can go to TroyMaxwell.com, but check that out. It's going to be a really, really awesome book. So Let's jump in today. We have been in a great series. If you have not been here, we're in our summer series, and it's called You Asked For It. So everybody say, you asked for it. So if I make you mad today, it's your fault. You asked for it. You asked for it. So we're talking about hot and controversial topics, and we're also talking about frequently asked questions, things that we get um, as a church that sometimes you guys will write in or email or ask questions about, hey, I don't understand this, or what does this mean in the Bible? And so we've got an amazing topic to talk to you about today, and that is, how can I hear the voice of God? How can I hear the voice of God? How many of you know we live in a world today of abundant information? 
It seems like there's information everywhere. But although there's information everywhere, there's probably information overload. Even though there's a ton of information, kind of feels like there's not a lot of wisdom. Amen? It feels like there's information about everything from everyone. And you think about every issue that's facing our nation in our world today. You've got COVID-19. You've got lockdowns. You've got racial injustice. You've got riots in the streets. You've got an upcoming election this year. Kind of how I feel too, right? I mean, it's like, really? I mean, after everything we've been through this year, and then you look at the calendar and go, oh yeah, <laughs> that's still coming. That's a few months away. Get everybody excited, right? And so with all the craziness that has been 2020, you know what? People are stressed out and they're hurting. People are stressed out and they're hurting. A lot of people, I think, are asking deeper questions right now, and maybe that's you. Maybe you've been digging deeper. Maybe instead of focusing on your vacation that's coming up or where you're going to go for lunch today, maybe you've been asking some deeper questions about the meaning of your life, about where your life is heading, about relationships that you have. And I think a lot of us are asking deeper questions right now because our plans have been interrupted. Our plans have been interrupted. Some of us, our plans have been put on hold. Maybe you were starting a business. Maybe you had a business. Whatever it may be. But man, everything's gotten turned upside down this year. Marriage issues are on the rise. Unemployment has spiked. Suicides are on the rise. I saw a news article recently that said calls to the suicide and help hotline in Los Angeles increased, get this number now, increased 8,000%. 8,000% from February to March due to COVID-19 lockdowns. 8,000%. And you know, I believe God cares about all of this. Do y'all believe God cares? I believe he has compassion. I believe God cares about you if you're hurting right now. So let's turn to the scripture. This is Matthew chapter 9. And this isn't the main passage I'm going to talk about today, but I wanted to start with this because I think we have to start here and understand that God cares when we're hurting. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom healing every disease and every affliction. Verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Like sheep without a shepherd. You see, God has compassion for people who are lost and hurting, but here's the deal. God didn't design us to live independently from him. You see, so many of us go through life doing our own thing. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're hurting, but this verse says that Jesus had compassion. Why? Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Like sheep without a shepherd. And the reason we have a world today with sin, with sickness, with hatred, with racism, with injustice, you name it is because of people living independently from their creator. That's the reason these things happen. And when we try to live our life detached from the direction and the leading of God, we become sheep without a shepherd. I read a story recently about a, bo or a boat, a steamboat that was going down the Mississippi River. 
this boat was going down the Mississippi, and it was one of these cruise type of deals where the, you know there's entertainment and the people had a nice dinner one night and they're going down and the river's turning and the captain's got a nice pace and so after dinner the people go out and they come up to the rails and they're just enjoying the night air because it's cool it's beautiful and as they look over the rails and they see the scenery pass by all of a sudden a fog begins to lift off the water you ever been at the water before and a fog just comes out of nowhere all of a sudden this fog comes up and it gets so thick that they can't see 10 or 15 feet in front of their face. Well, after a few minutes of the boat just chugging along, I mean, it's going at a nice speed, the people start to panic. They start to freak out like, hey, we're going a little bit too fast here. They're looking over the eggs. I mean, they're looking like, where are we going? I mean, we're turning, we're turning left, we're turning right. The captain needs to slow this boat down. What's he doing? And so what the people did is they elected a committee of people to go to the bridge of the ship. And to tell the captain, hey, captain, you need to slow this boat down. How many of you in 2020 has thought about storming the bridge of heaven and saying, God, this thing's getting out of control. I think we need to slow this boat down. This is getting a little out of hand, right? So the committee gets to the bridge. They bust open the door. They come in and they say, captain. And then they stop. They look out. They can see clearly. You see, the bridge was so high above the water, the fog only came up 20 feet or so. Everything was clear because, you see, there's no fog on the bridge. It's the same way in your life today. You might not be able to see. You might not know what tomorrow holds. Maybe you're gripped right now with uncertainty and fear, but let me promise you something. God in heaven is on the bridge, and there is no fog on the bridge. God can see clearly. He can see your tomorrow. He can see six months from now. God can see clearly. And when we try to storm the bridge in panic because we can't see what's coming ahead, let me reassure you as the captain did to those passengers, I've got everything under control. There's no fog on the bridge. I remember this one time in my personal life, me and Tammy had went up to uh, the mountains for just a little day trip and we were having a great time. And you ever just get carried away and you kind of lose track of time? We had to be back home for work the next day. And so it got kind of late and we thought, man, we got to get down this mountain and get back on the interstate and head home. Coming down that mountain, it was so dark and the fog got so thick. I'll never forget my headlights would go out in front of me and I couldn't see more than probably 10 or 15 feet. And I mean, it was whipping right, it was whipping left and I was white knuckling that steering wheel. Man, I remember just the sweat, just the stress of getting down that mountain safely. But then when I hit the interstate, man, I could relax. You know, I think sometimes in our lives, it's not as much the things that are happening to us as much as it is the uncertainty that bothers us. It's when we don't know what's coming ahead and see what we have to do is we have to learn to live our lives led by the voice of God. Many of you in this room today, I know, you don't know how to hear the voice of God. You will when you leave today. God wants you to go down the mountain. And here's the thing about God. It's a little frustrating to tell you the truth. Sometimes he doesn't show us what's coming a mile down the road. Sometimes he allows the fog to be there because we have to learn to trust him. And sometimes as we're going down that mountain, God is that voice behind you saying, whoa, 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 slow down. Okay, now turn right. 
Okay, you can speed up a little bit. Okay, whoa, whoa. Turn left now. But see, we don't want to depend on his voice. We want to have the whole plan. We want to know what's coming. And the problem is that a lot of Christians don't know how to hear the voice of God. So that's our question today. How can I hear the voice of God? So we're going to turn to John, and this is chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. And this is Jesus speaking to us. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door of the sh is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. The first thing that I want to talk about today out of this passage is that there is only one shepherd. There is only one shepherd. And you hear that, and many of us in this room are probably believers or probably Christians, and you hear that and say, well, of course there's only one shepherd. We don't believe in many gods. I'm not, I'm not another religion. I know there's only one God. I know that. And, and man, I don't have any struggle with that, Olin, but I think many of us do struggle with that. Because I don't think it's that we look to other gods. I think the problem is sometimes instead of trying to be a sheep, we get caught trying to be the shepherd. Are you being a sheep today or are you being a shepherd? You see, there can only be one shepherd. If you want to hear God's voice, you have to be a sheep. You have to allow his voice to become more important even than your own. And this is so un-American, isn't it? I don't want to be a sheep. A sheep? A harmless, cute little sheep? I don't want to be a sheep. Get out of here. A sheep? I'm an American. I'm a lion. I'm a tiger. I want to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm an American. I can do anything. Listen, when I was a kid, God love her, my mama, she told me a hundred times, son, you can do anything you set your mind to. That was a lie. <laughs> I wanted to be in the NBA. I hit about six, one and a half. I stopped. Listen, I, there's a lot of things I would love to do that I can't do. But that's the American thing, right? That's the American ethos. I can do anything. I want to plan my own life. I want to be in control. But let's see what the Word of God says. Proverbs chapter 5. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It says in verse, Proverbs 3 verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. You see, the problem sometimes people come forward and they say, man, God just won't show me the path. And I have to stop and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you submitting to his will in all you do? Well, well hold on. What do you mean? I just want God to bless my, my business, my marriage, my relationship, my money, my, 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 my. But that's not what the scripture says. See, the scripture promises us that he will show you which path to take if 
we seek his will in all we do. Verse 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. See, many times people claim that God is not showing them which way to go. Many times people claim, God is not speaking to me. I've prayed, I've fasted, I've done all the things, and I just can't hear God's voice. And I don't mean this to sound harsh, but I don't believe you. I don't believe that that's true. Because when we say, I've prayed, I've sought, I've done, and God won't speak to me, what I'm saying is, I'm a good sheep and God won't be a good shepherd. And the Bible tells me that he is the good shepherd. If you go on to read what we were, that passage in John, Jesus goes on to say, I am the good shepherd. Man, I'm here to protect my sheep. And so we have to understand that God's word promises that if we're seeking his will in all that we do, he will show us the path to take. But the minute things start looking like they're not going to plan, what do we do? Man, we get a committee together because we're rushing the bridge. We're going to tell the captain, Captain, man, you've lost control of this ship. You need to slow this down. I'm starting to panic, Captain. But we got to remember there's no fog on the bridge. God can see clearly and God is willing to speak. But first, if you're having trouble hearing the voice of God, I've never heard the voice of God before. Hey, are you being a sheep? Are you being a sheep? Number two, God is always talking. God is always talking. Jesus didn't say the sheep could hear his voice or that they might hear his voice. He said the sheep will hear his voice. It's emphatic. It's a promise that if you're a sheep, you will hear the voice of the shepherd. Most Christians would argue this. A lot of Christians would argue against this because of their experience, because sometimes we want to put our experience above the word of God. But we can never put our experience above the word. We have to put the word of God above our experience. And so what does that mean? It means that God is talking. Did you know there are signals in this room right now? Signals you can't see. There's television signals. There's Wi-Fi signals. There's radio signals. There's all type of invisible signals in this room right now. But if there's a sporting event going, I bet you none of you could tell me the score of the game because you don't have a receiver tuned in to what's playing. You know what? The signal's always going out. God is always speaking, but do you have your heart tuned to the right signal to receive what God's saying? God is always speaking to us. Here's the problem, Matthew chapter 13. Now, Jesus had just told this parable about the sower that sows the word. And he makes it clear in this parable that the sower sows the word. The sower's out and he's sowing. He's putting forth God's word and he puts it on good ground and he puts it on rocky ground and he puts it on thorny ground. But the people sometimes on some of those grounds, they can't receive the word. And the disciples come to Jesus and they say, hey, why are you talking to us about this? Why are you talking in, in riddles in these parables to the people? And Jesus tells us right here in verse 15... It says, for this people's heart is grown dull. And with their ears, they can barely hear. And their eyes, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts 
and turn and I would heal them. See, what Jesus is telling us here is when it says grown dull, that Greek word, it literally means to, through repetition, to grow dull or hard like a callus. You ever work in your yard before and you build up a callus on your hand, maybe your thumb or the inside of your hand, pushing the mower, raking the leaves, and that skin becomes thick and it becomes hard and it no longer is as sensitive as the other skin. See, one translation puts it like this. It says their hearts have waxed gross. It's a word picture of a candle. And you know how they make candles? They take the wick and they dip the wick down into the wax. Then they lift it up. And some of that wax sticks to the wick and then it dries and it gets hard. And then they dip it again and they lift it up. And it gets a little thicker and a little harder. And then they dip it again and they lift it up and it gets a little thicker and a little harder. And then they dip it again. And all of a sudden you've got a candle. It's thick, it's full of wax and it's hard and it's settled. And what Jesus is telling us is that every time God speaks to our heart and we don't listen, we're dipping the wick in the wax. We've added a layer of callousness to our heart. And on the inside, it's not that God's not speaking to you. It's that you've spent a lifetime training yourself not to hear. We spend a lifetime training ourselves to be insensitive to the voice of God because we've got the TV on and we've got the social media on and we've got our friends on the phone and we're listening and talking to everybody else except God. And Jesus says, I'm talking to them because they can't hear and perceive and understand because their hearts have waxed gross. They've grown dull and calloused. What I want to tell you today, and this is a simple truth, it's exciting, but it's also kind of damning to us if we're struggling to hear God's voice, but it's true nonetheless. Hearing God's voice is not hard. Hearing God's voice is not difficult at all. It's actually easy to do. The problem is we have to change the way we pray. Too many of us, when we go to God, we spend our time on our knees begging God to speak. He's already speaking. Instead, we have to change the way we pray and begin to speak God's word and align our prayers with the truth that comes from Scripture. Instead of going to God today and getting on your knees and saying, Oh God, please, will you just talk to me? Instead, if we go to God by faith in accordance with his word and say, God, I thank you that you are the good shepherd. God, I thank you that you're speaking to me. God, I thank you you're going to lead me this week. God, I thank you that tomorrow you're going to tell me to turn right. You're going to tell me to turn left. God, I thank you that I am a sheep. And your sheep always hear your voice. God, I thank you that I can hear your voice clearly. God, I thank you that you're peeling back the layers of my heart. God, I thank you that where I've gotten insensitive, you're making me sensitive again. God, soften my heart. If we begin to pray biblical prayers, God will answer them. The reason sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers is because we're asking him to do what he's already done. Speak to me, God. And he says, just tune in. My child, I love you. Just tune in to me. I'm already there. I'm speaking to your heart. 
the third and final truth that I want to talk about in this passage today. And this is the one that gets me fired up. This is the one that excites me. This is the one that should make your heart leap. It's that God speaks to us personally. God speaks to us personally. Gone are the days when the prophet has to stand up here and say, Thus saith the Lord to all the people. No, listen. He said, The sheep, he will call you by name. No longer do you have to wait until Sunday, come into church and hear the pastor on the platform tell you what God wants to say in your life. No, every day, every morning when you wake up, God will call you by name. He'll say, Michael, John, Jenny, let me tell you what I've got for you today. God will speak to you personally. You can hear the voice of God. So how does God speak to us? Well, there's too many ways for me to cover today. It would take too long. But I'm going to focus in on two of the primary ways that God will speak to you each and every day in your life. The number one way that God speaks to us is through his written word. But listen, you can't read the Bible like any other book. The problem is sometimes I've talked to atheists, I've talked to people of other religions, and the first thing they'll say is, oh, I've read the Bible. Oh, I've read the Bible. I've read it. Read it cover to cover. I've read the Bible. I know all that stuff. I know the Bible. I've read the Bible. I've read the Bible. I'm like, well, that's cool. Theologians spend 50 years of their life studying it and still don't know anything. But you read it once, so you're good. Listen, you can't read the Bible like you read any other book. There's two important concepts you need to get when you're reading the Bible. Number one, you've got to read it in context. Because if you cherry pick the parts of the Bible that you like and then throw out the ones that are stepping on your toes, you're not receiving the full word of God. God won't speak to me. It's because he's already spoken to you. You didn't like what the book said, so you shut it and went and did something else. That's not reading the word of God. We have to read it in context. Maybe you've heard the illustration before of the man whose devotional reading consisted of him opening his Bible every morning, doing the helicopter method, and then just picking a scripture, right? Whatever my finger falls on, that's the scripture I'm going to read for the day. That's how he did his devotions. So one morning, he opens his Bible up. He does his finger around. He lands on a scripture, and he reads it, and it says, And Judas went out and hanged himself. The man said, Well, that, that just can't be of God. That can't be you, Lord. I'm going to try that again. And so he closes his Bible. He opens it back up. He does his finger around like that. He lands on a scripture, and it says, Go thou and do likewise. The man says, this can't be God. Well, you know, they always say third time's a charm. And so he closes the Bible. He opens it up again, does the thing. He just, God, you got to give me a good one. And he lands on the scripture and it says, what thou doest, do quickly. <laughs> if you want to read the Bible like that, it'll get you into some trouble. Listen, if you take the Bible out of context, you can justify anything. If the Bible's been used to justify war, hatred, racism, slavery, you name it. You can take the Bible and justify anything if you take it out of context. But if you read the Bible the way it's meant to be read, you read the chapter before, you read the chapter after, you read it again and again, and you allow the Spirit of God to shine a light on what He's trying to say to you. Not us, you. He'll speak to you. He'll reveal His Word in a way that you can understand. People say, I can't understand the Bible. No, 
the Spirit, it's not about understanding the Bible. I can't understand the Bible either. Our understanding is fruitless unless we're empowered by the Spirit of God. But the problem today is we want to read every other book and society wants us to tell us how to, how to solve every problem. But here's the thing. We don't read other books to critique the Bible. We take the Bible to critique other books. I heard that by a doctor the other day, Dr. Vody Bacham. I thought, man, that's good. Because in this modern age, man, it's read everything, listen to everything to critique the Bible. No, critique everything else by the Bible. That's the standard that God will use to speak. And when we're reading all these other things and we're so tuned in to what everybody else is saying, we shut off the voice of God in our own life. And listen, God doesn't want our spiritual lives built on a foundation of other people's opinions. God wants your spiritual life built on a foundation of his word. And when he reveals his word to you, let me tell you, that's a sure foundation that will never crack, it will never move, and it will never let you down. We have to build our lives on that foundation. And consistency is the key. How do I understand God's word? Read it. Read it every day. Most people underestimate what they can learn in a year, but overestimate what they can learn in a day. Don't go home this afternoon and try to read the entire New Testament. It's not going to happen. But if you'll read consistently every single day, you'll be shocked in a year what God will show you. You'll be surprised what God will speak into your life. The other way we have to read the Bible is we have to read it consistently in context, but we have to be led by the Spirit of God. I remember one time I was studying something and I just couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't understand this doctrinal point in the Bible. And I was reading for months and months and months. And then I remember one night, I'll never forget this. I was a young man at the time. And I think it was when I was in Bible school. And I was trying to study this out and I just couldn't, under, I just couldn't get it, right? Just kept feeling like my head was hitting the wall. And so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I read and I read and I read. And one night about 3 a.m., I'll never forget, I woke up out of a sleep, turned my lamp on, grabbed my Bible, opened it, read a scripture. God totally revealed to me everything I'd been studying for months. Took me right to a scripture and it was like, boom. He showed the light. He put the light on what he was trying to get across to me. Listen, the problem is not God. It's us. He's trying to break through, and all we have to do is cooperate with him. The other way, and this is the final thing I'm going to cover today, is that the other way God speaks to us is spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Listen, most of the time when you hear the voice of God, it's not going to be an audible voice. Because he's going to speak to your spirit, not to your ears. And so most of you, if you're thinking, well, I've never heard God speak to me, because you're waiting while you're getting, you're brushing your teeth in the morning for God to go, my child. That's probably never going to happen. Because usually God speaks first through his word, but then when he speaks directly to me, he'll speak to my spirit. Then my spirit has to send it up through my brain, and you know what I perceive it as? I perceive it as a thought. It comes into my mind as a thought. And you know what I've learned? I've learned to capture random thoughts. When I'm sitting there watching a TV show and all of a sudden a thought comes in my mind about something totally unrelated, you know what I do? I judge it by the word of God. And if it lines up, you know what? That's probably the spirit of the Lord speaking to me. That's just how our brains work. And so God will speak spirit 
to spirit. You have to learn to pay attention. And so what's the easiest way? Maybe you're here today and you've heard this and you say, man, this, this sounds great. I want God to speak to me. I want God to be that voice behind saying, turn right, turn left. But how do I do it? Let me tell you the easiest way to start hearing the voice of God. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 6 and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's the key. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you want to learn to hear the voice of God, the simplest and best place to start is begin to allow the Holy Spirit to be the umpire in your heart. Every time you have a decision you have to make, pray and say, God, either give me your peace or take it away. God, give me your perfect peace or take it away. Someone asked me recently, man, I just don't know if I should come back to church with everything going on. And I told the person, I said, what does your heart tell you? Do you have peace? Well, I don't know. I said, don't, don't I don't know. Pray until. Pray until God gives you his perfect peace because if God gives you his perfect peace, nothing can harm you. If you have God's perfect peace, listen, even if something goes the way you didn't expect, you'll have peace in your heart because I was obeying the Lord. Pray for God's perfect peace. I had an older pastor years ago share with me. He said, Olin, he said, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. He was sharing this with me because I tend to be pretty impetuous myself. Not afraid to take a risk and I'll make a quick decision. And he told me, man, sometimes slow down. He said, I've made a lot of mistakes, but he said, I've learned this one thing. He said, I won't move my big toe until I've got God's peace. Until I have a perfect peace, I will not move. Allow God's peace through the Holy Spirit to become the umpire in your heart. To make every decision, to guide every direction of where you're going to go in life, relationships you're going to have, what you're going to do at work, your business, your family. Pray about everything he says. You don't need to worry. Turn the worry off. And instead, go to God in prayer and say, God, either give me your peace or take it away. If you're a sheep, you'll hear his voice. If you're a sheep, you'll hear his voice. And remember, when you don't know what tomorrow holds, when you're gripped by fear, there's no fog on the bridge. God can see clearly and he can guide you into the person and the place that he wants for you to go. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you've heard this message and maybe you would say, you know what? Man, I want to hear from God, but first and foremost, I'm not a sheep. Maybe you've never answered the call of the shepherd to be a sheep. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Step one to hearing God's voice is humbling your own heart to say, you know what, God? You're the shepherd. There's only one, and I'm going to be a sheep. I'm going to do what you want me to do. So I want to ask you right now to bow your head. 
and to close your eyes. And if you're joining us online today, there's a button in the chat you can click as well. And I want to encourage you, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord, if you've never given him your heart, he is the good shepherd. He will never lead you wrong. He will never tell you to do something that's not right. Jesus loves you and he wants to be your shepherd. And if you're in this room today and you say, that's me, I want to receive Jesus. I want him to be my shepherd. If that's you, I just would like to ask you right now just to lift your hand up. Amen, I see those hands. I see those hands. If that's you online, click the chat. We want to pray with you too. We want to connect with you. And I'm going to ask everyone to join in this prayer together. And let's pray with those that raise their hands. Say, Father God, I thank you that you are the good shepherd. I trust you. I know that you're speaking to my heart. And I want to be a sheep. I want to be able to hear your voice so clearly. Peel back the layers of my heart. Where my heart's been hard. Make it soft again. Help me to be sensitive to the voice of your spirit. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this message, we encourage you to spread the word. Share with your friends and family on social media and make sure you subscribe to hear a new message every week. Really love the message? Well, we want to hear from you. Make sure to leave us a review below. Want more Freedom House content? Follow us on Instagram at Freedom House and subscribe to Freedom House Church on YouTube. We hope you are equipped to experience all that God has for you this week, and we'll see you for our next Freedom House Church weekend message.